0: Om. Om Om Sahana Vavatu Sahana Punaktu Sahaviryam Karvavahai Tejas Vinavati Tamasmavid Vishavahai Om Shanti Shanti So we're on the chapter four, Code of Living, and um, we've covered the first two elements of right living, and we'll be starting the third one. Has everyone got that? It's the two paragraphs above the three temperaments. So we're all living our life, but what kind of life are we living? That's the question. What kind of life are we living? How do we know we are living life the correct way? How do we know we're living life the correct way? Don't? We don't.
1: If you're happy then you're living it the correct way for yourself.
0: So uh, everyone's happy? Really? <laughs> <laughs> what is the right way to live? What is the right way to live? As you said, most people, the right way is being successful financially. A society looks up at people who are rich. He's made it. I want to make it like him. We don't look to see if there's happiness or not. We just add value to what someone else has got and think that if I had that, i will be happy. (coughs) So for some it's wealth, for some it's fame i want to be famous all these reality shows expect uh britain's got talent master chef so many others if i go on that show it can change my life so they, they they think that by getting that fame they'll be happy that's the right way what else so we don't really know what's the right way we think by by doing this It's the right way, we'll be happy. So if we achieve these things, we feel that we are successfully living our life and we'll be happy. If we achieve these, we're not saying it's wrong. We're just analysing. This is what's going on, isn't it, right now? It wasn't like this 50 years ago. Most people are reasonably content. But uh, now it seems to be people want more and more. They think by gaining more, they'll be happy, which isn't the case though, as we're learning. So what is the right way to live life? This knowledge teaches us how to live life, the correct way. So we covered it last week. What is the correct way according to the scriptures, anyone? We covered a couple of those elements last week. We're co- uh, for those who weren't here last week, we're doing the, um, the three elements of right living according to the scriptures. So we covered the first two last week. What was the right way? Giving. It's giving.
1: Reduce
0: your desires. Reduce your desires. <coughs> That's. Uh, you're right. But what specifically did we say? Well, so giving is one of them.
1: Being unselfish.
0: Being unselfish. Anything else? Unconditional love. Unconditional love, very good. So, the bo- we said the body acts in the spirit of service and sacrifice. And the mind develops universal love. Those are the first two elements. And the third one is the intellect takes in the knowledge of the self. Those are the three correct ways to live life. When you live life in this way, you gain all the benefits of peace and happiness permanently. Which is what everyone is looking for. Name, fame, power will only give you temporary happiness, not permanent happiness. Does that make sense, Ruth? When you live life correctly, it gives you permanent happiness. All these other things only give you temporary happiness. Once it's gone, it's gone. You get neutralized to it. You get neutralized to fame. You get neutralized to wealth. So those are the two aspects we covered Anybody want to expand on that? Spirit of service and sacrifice. The first one. for Just for the benefits of the people who weren't here last week. Anybody want to expand on that? How should we be? We said we should act in the spirit of service and sacrifice.
1: Wouldn't service so be like, what can I do for you? And doing it for the whole community as opposed to And just your relatives or just you within your environment as well?
0: The attitude. The attitude of, having the attitude, how can I be helpful to people? How can I serve? How can I, sac- what do you, sa- what would you sacrifice? What would you sacrifice? Spirit of service and sacrifice. Time. You your, sacrifice time. Your, time. your time, your time. Your time, you sacrifice your time. The attitude is always, my neighbor needs help. Let me see if, she- if I can help her. And how do you develop universal love? How do you develop universal love? What did you say? To develop universal love. You
1: treat everyone the same. Yeah.
0: How? How would you... Someone said, <laughs> how would I treat Hitler the same? Mm-hmm. How would you treat everyone the same?
1: Not be preferential. Hmm? Not be preferential.
0: You're absolutely right, but how?
1: I have no expectations from that person or
0: judgments against that person. You're all correct. Not quite getting to the point. The but way. how do you develop that? <laughs> this is the technically you're all correct. But how see do we develop that?
2: As a, a, a separate uh,
1: entity, rather than uh, his actions, is it through love? Mm-hmm.
0: How do you develop universal love?
1: It's to see the self everywhere. The see same self the same
0: enlivening factor that's true that's enlivening you in all other beings. Self, the spirit within me is within her. She's nasty to me, but I see the self not that nastiness. Therefore, it's universal love. But right now we identify with the the body, mind and intellect. That's why we cannot develop that. Hence we have to learn this knowledge so we can then develop that so we see more and more we identify more and more with the spirit in them than their actions bad vastness, not not that person's fault she doesn't know, he doesn't know what he's doing so you have to raise yourself to that level for, for that we need this knowledge to understand is that is that correct we covered that last week Yes. you have to scratch <laughs> yeah would you say
1: that when you said the intellect gains knowledge of the self if the intellect gains knowledge of the self the other two are automatically taken care of mm. would you say?
0: yep we're covering the third aspect in a minute which is that but um Automatically, as you gain knowledge, then the intellect can guide the mind and the, the body. So
1: the focus ideally should be that we try to gain as much knowledge yeah. as possible.
0: Yeah. You may have all the devotion, you may have all the attitude of service, but without having the knowledge of understanding of why you're doing what you're doing, it's difficult. The intellect, once it gains that knowledge, it guides the body and the mind to the goal that's why you need the knowledge it's higher up and over the the body and mind and intellect that intellect is the highest so that is what it's like the steering wheel of the car you have the accelerator but you press the accelerator without steering wheel you don't know where you're going so you may have all the devotion you may well have all the attitude of service but what's your goal hence you need the knowledge We also said, when you live life in this way, you gain all the benefits of peace and happiness permanently, we said. Sorry, I covered that. We, we said, two motivations drives a human being. What's the two motivations? <coughs> two motivations.
1: Acquisition and
0: enjoyment. Giving or taking. <coughs> Acquis- you're right, acquisition and enjoyment. But giving or taking. We said if your attitude is to give, then you enjoy peace and happiness, and you reduce your desires. If it is to take, then you increase your desires and you suffer. The whole idea is to reduce our desires so we can get to our true personality. God plus desires equals human. Does everyone understand how reducing (coughs) desires brings you peace and happiness? Rishi? Yeah. Explain. Uh, The mind
2: doesn't really want for anything. So, whatever you have, you enjoy. And you don't really... You're
0: content. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. The more desires you have, the more they increase. And because you can't fulfill them, you're agitated. If you're content with what you have, you, you may still gain more. But you're happy all the time. Nothing wrong with getting more, but don't. Be happy with what you have. We also said that from day one we have been taking from the world. What have we been taking? What have we been taking? Natural resources. Natural resources? Specifically? (laughs) Everything. What have we been taking? What have we been taking from the world since you've been born? Uh. Oxygen. We said from the time we're born we get oxygen to breathe, mother's milk, water, right temperature for us to be comfortable, right pressure, in and out, self-healing body, so many things. How are we going to repay all that? How are we going to repay all that? All this stuff we've been taking. we can never repay that debt so what they're saying don't worry about repaying it's okay just have a sense of gratitude and when you have an opportunity to serve serve your fellow beings that is how you're repaying have a gratitude of service That's how you can repay. How can I help rather than what can I get? I already had taken so much. Let's see if I can get to give something back. Just that attitude, you may do nothing, but you have that attitude. And they said, the main service in the w- that you can do in the world is being happy and peaceful. This is what you have to do to repay for everything you have received. To be miserable is a social and religious crime. We have so much. We've taken so much, and we have already so much. What's there to be miserable about? What's there to be miserable about? Is there anything to be miserable about? No, absolutely not. go, <laughs> right attitude. It's a crime to be miserable. We also said. Just do your duty. If you're a teacher, teach. If you're a nurse or a doctor, attend to your patients. Your an accountant, then account. Just do your duty of peace and happiness within. I'm alive, I have water, food, roof over my head, anything more, it's a bonus. We are beyond rich, but we don't realize it. It's, let's see, if you, if you understand this, then automatically what happens to your life you're already you're feeling already happy and content i've got all this already it's no big deal if you're thinking in now otherwise you're thinking oh i have to get that i have to get this only if i get this all the time you're thinking of what to get rather than what have i got you're not looking at what you've got that text Sittle sent to everyone that was meaningful that's why i told it to send it to on the sunday class to remind everyone what we already have So element of service and sacrifice first element of right living love is the second element of right living while one while one's body acts in the world one should have a feeling of universal love towards the world and we said love is purely identification with all beings that's it Identify of all creatures in the world. Feeling within of compassion of all creatures. This is universal love. How do you do that? By identifying with the self. In the limiting factor that is within all. Then you can have true love for all. If you practice this, then you reach great heights spiritually. Those are the first two. The third one is quite straightforward. The third element of right living is knowledge. Knowledge of the self. This knowledge enables one to identify with the divinity in one and all. One needs to contemplate and reflect on this knowledge in the scriptures. In time the self within is revealed to you. So if you gain the knowledge of the self, Atman, you are able to understand that divinity that is within all living beings. And you can identify with all beings you eventually become the self as you think so you become right now what do we identify with personally what do we identify through your material layers your body your mind intellect you think of the self all the time the self in everyone you then slowly, slowly, you identify with a self within you. Once you do that, you become the self. I know this, nightmare so now, it just sounds like a far-fetched concept. This is what they're saying. And that's what self-realized people have done. They've reached that state. You can't vision it right now. But the same state is real. It's not just a concept, it's real. This is what we need to aim for. And this is what we're trying to learn. You eventually become the self. But right now, we're ignorant of the self. Correct? You have some idea since you've been coming to classes, but we're actually ignorant of the self. Due to one's ignorance of the self within, it has manifested as three mental temperaments. So what we're saying now, we're on the three temperaments now. Yeah. What it's saying is that if you don't have knowledge of the self, in other words, you're ignorant of the self. Yeah. Ignorant means lack of understanding, lack of knowledge. This gives rise to the three temperaments in the human being. This is a new topic we're starting now, yeah? This gives rise to the three temperaments in human beings, which are tamas, rajas and sattva. This explains why all humans are different, have different nature. We're trying, We're going to understand and discuss what makes everyone different. So, what is saying? You're born because of this ignorance. Because you're ignorant of the self, you take this birth. And the whole purpose in life is to get back to the original being, which is the self. Which is what we're learning to do through this knowledge. Does everyone understand that? It's not easy to get your head around that. <coughs> <Anyone>? <coughs> We're going to go in more detail. There are three types of mental temperaments in humans. These are known in Sanskrit as gunas. Each has a different character and each human is a combination of all three. So we're all made up of these three qualities. This is what makes every single person make up. Tamas Rajas Sattva. It's fascinating how it works. Even the West scientists in the West don't, haven't discovered this. These swamis who've gone within meditating have discovered this. Gunas means qualities every human is made up of these three qualities in different proportions indian american chinese black white it doesn't matter every human being is made up of these three qualities and we are all different because of this combination no two person is the same This is what makes all the wide variety of people in the world, and why every individual person's nature is different. What do we understand by that? Let's clarify so that everyone understands. What are we saying? What are we saying? depends on what percentage of each you have makes Mm -hmm. you that individual perfect so different percentage of each of these qualities is within us and this is what makes us the being that we are we're going to cover in detail what each one of these I'm sure you can all identify with it Thomas no response to the world lazy unconcerned lethargy No intellectual goal or emotional feelings manifest. This is the lowest of the three temperaments. State of lethargy, sleepiness, wakes up late, laziness, don't care about anything, attitude. Lives like a plant or a vegetable. I'm sure you all know someone who has that quality. He may not have that quality 100%, rajas frantic activity always agitated passionate gets involved in whatever he does so rajas makes a person passionate desire-ridden active but a lot of mental agitations gets involved attached to anything he does he's active but a lot of agitations example anyone We all know people like that yeah. <laughs> then we have sattva total control, peacefulness, objectivity, detached from the worldly interest, expressed as transactive, highest of the three temperaments. I'm talking about all of you people here.
1: Only on Sunday morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sattvic state. A person is objective. What is objectivity? What is objectivity? We're saying Sattvic person is objective. Not caught up in their own feelings. Not caught up in their own feelings. Has control over the mind. Doesn't let the mind distract him. He has objective meaning, I'm going to do this. Mind says, no, let's stay in bed. No, this, that. No, this is my. I'm going to do this. And that's objectivity. I'll do it later, it's not important. Yeah, That's the mind doing, taking over. So objectivity means do it now, it's important. He doesn't get excited, he's composed, he's in control of his actions. He doesn't base his actions on his likes and dislikes. He thinks before he acts. So those are the three temperaments. Any questions on that before you move forward? Does everyone understand, tamas, rajas, sattvic.
1: Would you say that a person who is predominantly in tamas would not be able to identify somebody who is rajasic and sattvic?
0: you will be saying, what's wrong with this guy man? Stay in bed, relax.
1: So the more sattvic you are, you're more able to identify with other temperaments?
0: Are you more able to identify with other temperaments?
1: Yeah.
0: See, you may be Tattvic naturally. That doesn't mean you have understanding of why this person is lazy or not. You may not know that. You may naturally be a sattvic person. You may naturally be a Rajasic person without knowing. This is your nature. That doesn't mean you have any idea. You may not even know what that word means. That's your natural temperament. A tamasic person can bring a person down to his level, but a satric person may find it difficult to bring a tamasic person up to his level.
2: More effort. I'm <laughs> not quite laughing. <off.
0: laughs> <Sorry>. no.
1: <laughs> so we all have these temperaments, but without the knowledge of the temperaments, uh, there's nothing we can do about them.
0: You, you mean raising yourself? We're saying that a human me- being is made up of these three temperaments. Yeah. That's all we're saying. You might, you might be able to move up. You just don't know that you are. Without knowledge you this, cannot. This is just the name for them. You might, you might end up, as you grow older, you know, get more experience, you end up becoming more. You just don't know. You just don't know it's called. At the moment we're just saying that every person is made up of these three. That's all. And different percentages. So you may have ten percent tamas, fifty percent rajas, forty percent satvik. Amrit may be seventy percent sattvic, ten percent tamas and twenty percent rajas. Yeah? But, but But this is But this is this is how it is, yeah? That's all we're saying. This is his nature, this is everyone's nature. You need to maybe work out what your nature is yeah we're going to go in more detail so you'll have a better idea yeah? but that doesn't mean they're aware of it which is what you're asking they may not be aware of it they you may have, i mean some of the people here may have never heard of these words before so wait, that's what we're explaining doesn't matter what color what nationality where you live in the world everyone is made up of these three qualities that's what we're that's all we're saying and as we've said we just explained the what the three qualities means (coughs) each human is made up of the three temperaments in various proportions depending on whichever one is the greater out of the three he is regarded as predominantly that if sattva is greater than rajas and tamas then he is regarded as a sattvic person Rajas greater than than the other two, then he's a Rajasic person. And Tamas greater than Tamasic person. Now this is really interesting. Certain nature manifests at a certain time of the day. This law of nature is in all humans. Tamas manifests between the hours of 6 p.m. and 4 a.m. 6 p.m. and 4 a.m. Rajas between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. And Sattva between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. Yeah, the other way around. In the morning, 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. is Sattva. 6 to 6 is Rajas. And then after 6 p.m. to 4 a.m. is Tamas. Sattvic quality is highest in a sattvic person, reduced in a rajasic person and even less in a tamasic person. This quality of sattva services between 4 and 6 a.m. in all. Hence, a sattvic person is propelled to get up during these hours, while a rajasic person is a late riser, and a tamasic person has to be forced to get out of bed. So this quality manifests at that time. The other qualities described also manifest in a sattvic person in the morning. This time of the morning is the best time for studying. So sattvic time is the best time for studying, reflecting and any spiritual exercise. By using this time effectively, Increase one increases one's sattvic quality, and control one's rajas and reduce the tamas in one. So, if you rise in the morning, you're increasing that quality within you. Yeah. Whatever sattva you have will propel you to get up at that time in the morning. After sattvic time, rajas manifests. It forces a person who has a high content of rajas into frantic activity. In all others, it also makes them involved in some form of activity. That's why we all start working, going to work, busy, 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 running around. Come 6pm in the evening, we're all tired. Tamas time. 6pm to 4am, tamas manifests. A tamasic person indulges in gambling, alcohol, sex. A rajasic is less inclined, and a sattvic not at all. So these natures manifest at this time. So whatever nature that nature is within you, it will manifest at that time. The tamasic nature in you will manifest after six pm. In the evening, you don't fancy doing any work just want to relax watch TV have a drink indulge in food laze around that's Thomas we're all living that way but we don't we're not realizing why this is how it functions so you wake up in the morning between four and six the clarity of thought you have mind is still sleeping the clarity of thought you have you can do so much work that time in the morning. So if you take in this knowledge, you absorb it better, more quicker. There's more clarity of thinking, and you That's why they say study between four and six. Any uh, spiritual activity you do, when you go to any of these retreats or anything, they do between four and six. They do the meditation. They do prayers, whatever they do is between those times, because that's the sattvic time. So this is law of nature. Nobody's nobody knows why this is the case. So whatever sattvic nature you have, surfaces between 4 and 6 a.m. Automatically pushes him out of bed. Tamas, you can't force him out no matter what. So it's in your nature to cultivate the sattvic quality. It's in everyone's interest to cultivate that quality, sattvic quality. In the Western country, they don't understand this. So they go to bed late, wake up late. So they're cultivating the tamas quality. And reducing the sattvic quality. That's why society is becoming the way it is in the world. More sensual, more indulgent, more lazy. We're just trying to understand how this works. So all these books were all written between 4 and 6 a.m. That's one of did anything after that it's not worth reading. All of them written between those times. So you analyse your day. You'll notice that this is how your day is. Try it out. So if you want to really study hard or think about work or have some projects to do you do it between sattvic time you do it twice as quick three times quicker. After that it's just action. Action, action. Running around, doing this, doing that. 6pm we start unwinding. TV, eating, drinking. Las Vegas, everything happens in the evening. Why? Because they know everyone's nature, tamasic nature's manifested. They're not thinking, they're just indulging. So don't take this time literally. Basically one fades away and the other begins. So what should one's goal in life be? What should we do? As much as you can between four and six. Huh? Just, let's study. Increase your sattva. Increase the sattvicness in you. You now know what the other two qualities within you are. It's up to you. If you want to increase the other qualities, you can. But we're saying the benefits of increasing the sattvic quality is far greater. You'll be more happier as well. One's goal in life is to reach a state of trans-sattva state of God-realization. One does this by progressing on one spiritual path and in the process reducing the tamas and rajas to increase sattva. Eventually, sattva will replace tamas and rajas and then pure sattva transforms into trans-sattva. One becomes the self, liberated from the shackles of the body, mind and intellect. So that's when you reach full liberation. Yeah. You will always have these three qualities no matter where, what state you reach because you're a human being. A human being is made up of these three qualities. So you may have 1% tamas and 1% rajas and 98% sattva, but you will always have these three qualities. The next state is transatva, which means you're eliminating everything and you're becoming the Self, one with enlightenment.
2: Who is the person that is able to actually control all those three it's able to understand it is able to determine okay um, today I'll be Rajas tomorrow I'll be something
0: see it doesn't work that way the Rajas within you will manifest between 6 p- 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. automatically
2: yeah.
0: now you can spend that time Knowing this is Rajasic time, let me do all my work that I need to do because this is the best time to do it. Any physical work, running around, whatever uh, you need to do, this is the time I should do it. Shouldn't leave it in the evening because that's tamasic. I will find it ten times harder to do the same work. Yeah? So any action that you need to do, that's the best time to do it. Because your nature is working with you to do that.
2: And what if somebody is able to okay I'll, I'll continue past six o'clock yeah, for another four hours of the whole day at the same level as the, they have started from four o'clock in a.m.
0: you'll find that it gets harder and harder once the Rajasic time comes up because your nature's not working with you your mind will start thinking I know I need to do that I need to do this just has left me a list of all the things I need to do. That's going to start manifesting in your mind. You're not be able to concentrate. <laughs> you're not going to be able to concentrate on that sattvic. I'm still trying to finish the first list. <laughs> because your, your nature will not uh, allow... It will become a hindrance. This is what we're saying. While between four and six, that is not there. That hindrance isn't there. So you're more clear. And your nature is helping you to understand things better. Yeah,
2: the mind... Uh,
0: That list isn't manifested yet. You try, you see, you, you'll see how this works. This is how it works. You know, it's uh, scientific actually. Mm. You, you, it's scientific, you can... Right. So
2: they, they got martial art and the um, instructor actually said the same sort of thing. That uh, if you need you need to learn anything, do anything, do it between four and six in
0: the morning. That's mm-hmm. the most active time. Yeah, it's a it's a fact. Meditation. It's a fact. Even when we did uh, Vipassana meditation, four o'clock the gong goes off, and the main meditation that you do is between four and six. Everyone has to do that because that's when you have less agitations. Whatever you decide to do, it's easier for you to do that. You can go deeper into that meditation. If you're studying this subject, you're, the clarity. You read the same, you know, I've read one paragraph between four and six, and it made crystal clear sense to me. I read the same paragraph in the afternoon, and I'm thinking, what does it say? Yeah. Because that clarity is not there. Because that's the way everyone's made up. So, Transsattva is the state when you reach enlightenment. So these three qualities do not exist. You've gone to the next stage. I'll give you an example. Let's see, I thought of this example. It might be a bit deeper, but I'll put it through to you guys anyway. See if you can get your head around it. So, it's like... (coughs) you know we said in the beginning you're ignorant of the self hence you have these qualities that's why you're born you're born because with these qualities because of the ignorance of the self trans means you've gone back to the self does that make sense so, does that make sense so it's similar to when you're in the dream world last night you dreamt you're ignorant of the waking state the person in the dream doesn't know anything about the waking state. Anita, doesn't know anything about the waking state. True. In the dream.
1: Experience.
0: <laughs> so you have different qualities, different temperaments in the dream. You can do anything in the dream. Those are the qualities in the dream. The minute you wake up, those qualities are no more. In the dream you can do anything, isn't it? As soon as you wake up, you're in the waking state. The dream is finished. You're a different person altogether.
2: In a dream you are able to manipulate uh, to your needs.
0: Different qualities. Yeah. You have different qualities. This is same as that. The transa, these qualities that you have in this waking state, disappears. You now reach the state of enlightenment. Therefore you don't have any of these qualities anymore. You've gone past that stage. You've woken up. From this third state, this is sort of the way I could explain what this means. So these qualities you have right now is because you're in this state. Thomas, I just the minute you pass this state and reach enlightenment, these qualities are gone because you are now your original state, your original being. Does that makes sense, so don't worry too much about that. As we go along, later on in these, this book, you'll have a better idea of what that means. Because that's just something for you to think about. So eventually Sattva, uh, Sattva will replace Tamas and Rajas. And then pure sattva transforms into trans-sattva, one becomes a self, liberated from the shackles of the body, mind and intellect. So your role is to keep developing yourself, keep putting in effort to raise yourself from tamas, rajas to sattva. You might say, how do I do that? Why is no one asking me that? How do I do that? How do I do that? How can you do that? What's the, what's the most simplest thing you can do to increase your sattva and reduce your tamas? Right? What do you reckon? Huh? Wake up early. But in order to wake up early? I
2: sleep early.
0: Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. First thing you can do is go to bed early. You're reducing your tamas activity. If you, wake, if you go to bed early, you can wake up early. You're increasing your sattva quality. Everyone can do that straight away. Correct? True? Exercise everyone can do to increase their subject quality from tonight, without thinking about it. Analyze what you do after nine o'clock anyway. (laughs) 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 Why is everyone laughing? (laughs) No, I mean, let's see, if we do something of value, then of course, you know, we need to stay up. But what do we do after nine o'clock?
1: Eat, eat chocolate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. There's nothing stopping you from doing all that. But just do it before nine o'clock. Nine thirty, you should all try and get to bed. If you do that, you can easily be up and ready by five a.m. Seven and a half hours you've had sleep. No problems. Put an hour into... Reflection, studying, thinking, that's it. That's all you have to do. If
2: a Dhammas person has written a long list of things to do, there's no way you can think of it.
0: But now, now you have the formula.
1: <laughs> you can get off any of it. <laughs> you have the formula. You'll <laughs> so be clear, you'll be faster.
0: You have the formula now. So we can all do that. <coughs> You're decreasing your tamas, increasing your sattva. Try it. You'll be surprised how your life changes, seriously. I'm telling you from experience, I was the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> so you can't have 100% sattva since we are made up of all three qualities. What happens is that it transforms this transattva, which is a state of enlightenment, self-realization. In that state, you're not affected by anything that happens to you from the perspective of your body, mind, and intellect. You've gone past that stage. You've woken up from the dream. Does it matter what who got what who was chasing you with a in the dream? You've now woken up, it doesn't make any difference. You're not affected by anything. You are no longer held hostage your perceptions emotions and thoughts you just watch the world go by that's the state of enlightenment you watch the world go by we don't know what that means i'm going to explain that further so give you some you know perspective so you (laughs) you feel encouraged to do it and if i show you the benefits then you might say you know what yes it's worth doing See, right now, you don't realize you're shackled. You don't realize you're held hostage by your body-mind-intellect. You don't realize what is happening to you. True. We're a slave to our desires. You know identify with that? You know identify with that? We're a slave to our desires, all of us. But we're just used to this bondage. This is the problem. We're neutralized to this bondage. Everything is normal. We're in bondage, but you don't realize it. This is what we're saying. Because you're used to it.
2: Because he knows me well.
0: <laughs> All of us are. How are we in bondage? We're affected by everything, we're affected by everything that happens. Heat and cold affect us. Profit and loss affect us. The weather affects us. Emotions affect us. We don't realize it, we become dependent on everything. We become neutralized to it. We think it's normal. So by learning this knowledge every Sunday, what we're doing, we slowly become less affected by what happens to you. You become less affected by the world as you learn this, the facts of life, as you learn how the world functions. You become less affected. So, when we reach the trans state, it's full liberation from all this dependency. That's why it's called liberation. You're not, nothing affects you anymore. As you said, like the dream, the person wakes up, he's no longer affected by the dream. Same thing. You can see, you can imagine this as being another dream, and you're now waking up from that. But we can't understand that. So, it's like when you watch a movie you enjoy it because you're objective you're not getting involved in the movie so you're not affected by what happens in the movie you watch titanic what happens in a movie everyone dies how many oscars it won is a tragedy yeah you come out and say what a good movie that was amazing movie we should win some oscars why do you why do you say why do you think that because you're not involved in it you see it from an objective point of view, isn't it? Even though it happened, real, in real life it happened. But you're objective. Same thing. You see the world in that way, they said, like a movie. Amazing, isn't it? You're not affected by anything. So one must put in effort to get out of the three temperaments and reach the state of trans by oneself. One may have to instigate action where there is inaction. One must reflect and contemplate on the spiritual knowledge gained and raise themselves by themselves. So you can listen to all the lectures by all the saints, watch all the serials on TV of spiritual people, but unless you put in effort to change yourself, it won't help. You have to analyze, study, reflect on the subject, on the knowledge. Think about it in the morning during sattvic time. Implement it in your life. Only then it will change you. So The effort has to be put in by you. The saints can show you all the way. They can write loads of books with clarity. And it makes all make sense to you. But until you put in the effort, nothing's going to change. That's what they're saying. No one can do it for you. You You may understand. Thomas is starting at nine o'clock, six o'clock. Then we get to bed. But to get to bed is effort. So that effort you have to put in. Any questions? Does this topic? Does it? Quite clear. We will be covering it later on again. It will come up again because it's important that you understand this because we will be bringing these sort of terminologies in other concepts. So, does that make sense? You're made up of those three qualities. Those qualities manifest at certain times. Your job is to increase the sattvic quality in you because that is going to take you to the next level, bringing in more happiness as well. As you gain the knowledge, you become more happier and you have better understanding. So it says, so we have to put effort, yeah? So it's saying, okay, put the effort in, but be careful when you put the effort in. It's saying, there's always pitfalls everywhere. As one instigates action, one may get involved and attached to objects and beings in the world. It's saying, be careful. You may, you may start claiming possession. You become possessed by the world. This is a law of life. So what it's saying is that when you are putting action in, be careful. You want to try and get out of the world. yeah, And all these objects and beings that you're attached to. But be careful because it's so strong, that pull, It's easy, you can easily get attached to things. Even this knowledge, you can get attached to it. And not, you know everything about this knowledge, but you can't put in the effort to actually instill it. You can give lectures, I can give lectures and be a completely tamasic person. So, it's saying be careful on this path. Make it involved and attached to objects and being. You can be attached to the Guru. So many people are attached to the Guru and they don't think straight. So he's saying, be careful. And there's an illustration. So you have to put in the effort, but be careful on the path. As you move from inaction to action, you slip into another. So you know the action we have to put in. You're raising yourself from being tamasic to rajasic to sattvic, yeah? So you have to put action to do that. So he's saying, you may slip into another difficulty. You become involved in your activities attached to things and beings of the world you do not realize that you're persecuted by your own action and possession learn a simple law of life just in as much as you claim possession of anything you remain possessed and obsessed by that so i'm going to explain to you does does everyone understand what i'm trying to say while you're acting you can get involved The job is to get out of this, but you can get easily involved. Your your, your, your guru, you can get attached to all your possessions. You can attach to your family, nothing wrong with it, but remember your goal. Don't get involved in it. So let's give an example. You tie one end of a rope around the neck of a mule and hold the other end in your hand and claim the mule as yours. Yeah. You believe the mule has become your slave, that it is subordinate to you. The reason for your claim is that the mule cannot leave you. The mule has lost its freedom to you. It is true. But then the converse also is true. You cannot leave the mule either. You cannot leave the mule because the mule cannot leave you you have become a slave of the mule if you are free to leave the mule so is the mule for you to leave you by enslaving the mule you enslave yourself so it is with the world the moment you claim possession of the world you are possessed by the world it is the law so as soon as you say this is mine become a slave to it. This is what it's saying. Anything, it it could be anything. These are impediments. You have to keep um, that goal in your mind. I need to get out of all this. But as you go on the path, you get involved in these things. You join a religious organization, you get involved in that. Well, the goal is to get out of it. To use the knowledge to get out of it. But we get involved in it. This is my, uh, I started this. Look how many followers I have. That's all involvement. This is mine. My wife. My business. My money. My house. My child. So just as you say you possess these things, you are possessed by them. So basically
2: when, uh, when you tie the rope around the mule, yeah, uh, you lead the mule. The mule is inactive, so it follows you. But there'll be a time where he, decides he wants to go the opposite way. You'll have to go with it. Because you are the possessive and you don't want to
0: lose them. You'll have to go along with them. There you go. That's with all the possessions. So bear that in mind. Don't be involved. It's okay to have everything. They're not saying don't have anything. We're gonna it's the attitude we need to have. Path is puts a lot of effort you have to put under this path, isn't it? There's so much pitfalls. But this is why you need the clarity. People have become self-centered and selfish throughout the world. They are only interested in gathering and accumulating material wealth. This attitude is agitating people's mind. One must drop uh, this attitude of possessiveness. It is responsible for one's misery. This attitude of my possession is unrelated to the amount of wealth one has. It is present even if one is in poverty. The person may have nothing, but he is possessive over that, whatever little he has. Or the person who has a castle, five rolls Rolls-Royces, roses, there's no different attitude. He may have, the person who's rich have, may have an att- attitude of dispossession. A person who has nothing maybe, maybe have a, may have a, a real possessive attitude. So it's not the quantum. There's nothing wrong with possessions, but you shouldn't develop a sense of possessiveness. That mindless attitude, that's what destroys your peace. You think it's the possessions you're enjoying. It's not that. It's the mindness in that possession that you enjoy. Does that make sense? It's the mindness, not the possession. Through you have a nice, lovely car. Audi. You like it. It's yours. You possess it. The minute you sell it, do you still have the same feelings for that car? And you buy another car? It's the mindness that's what brings you to happiness. Not the car itself, this is what he's saying. Because the minute it's not yours, you don't don't care about the car. You see it on the street, it's got damage, you think, ah, that was my car, look at it now. (laughs) That car you looked after, cleaned, had really good memories in. So So it's that mindness. You have a partner, you love your partner, The minute that love isn't there, you don't care what happens to that partner. So when divorce happens, why do they hate each other? They spent 10 years loving each other. Overnight, they hate each other, because that partner is no longer that mine. It's the mindness they're saying. It's not the possession itself, because it's part of you. That's what causes you the grief. So this is something that we need to get our head round, and it's we're, it's I think uh, getting a bit late for us to uh, think on this particular minus bit. <laughs> we, we've taken in quite a lot already because this new concepts are. Uh, it takes a t- bit of time to think. And this mindless business is going to be a tough one for everyone to understand. This possessiveness. Any questions on what we've covered today? Um, yeah, please.
2: So if you do you, let's say, exercise during time? Are you essentially reducing?
0: If you do what, sorry?
2: Exercise. I know it's harder to do stuff during time. But is that advised
0: to? See, so you... The best way to um, judge that, you judge that yourself. You do exercise at a different time, see how you feel and how easy or difficult it is to do that exercise. And you do it during Thomas' time and see how much more effort you have to put in. And you judge for yourself. Yeah, I can't say to you specifically, it's best that now you have this understanding, you you experiment.
2: You, you're your own judge by comparison. I'm do you reduce your tamas nature by oh. it going against what it's trying
0: to do? You're reducing your tamas only because, see, let's say you go to, what time do you go to, for example, what time you? I know just started running at like six, six there. You
2: yeah,
0: there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But you're not reducing your tamas. The tamas manifests. This is nature. This is law of nature. You may find that it's less predominant in your self in your nature uh, you know where a person just becomes a slob you you are still quite active you know you're increasing your rajasic yeah? you by by jogging at six thirty, you, and you're able to do it you're actually increasing your rajasic yeah? you can say you're reducing your tamasic but you're increasing your rajasic which is action yeah so yes you're you're right if you're jogging at that time, you're increasing your rajasic and your tamasic is reduced. But you may find it more difficult depending on how strong that nature manifests in you. Where you can do up two miles during the day, you might, after a mile, think, oh, I can't do anymore. I've had enough. The mind is more, you know, doesn't, doesn't play ball with you. So, more difficult so it takes more effort this is what we're saying during that time. You had a question
1: yeah. Do you think that um, age has anything to do with the three temperaments?
0: I don't know. I don't think so because these three qualities will be in a person no matter what age after you know i mean we can say when a person is a child is more active you know that such quality. that i don't think that may manifest so predominantly when they're young but after a certain age when your intellect's available to you which is about 11 12 these these natures are probably more pro- pre- more prominent you're more aware of it but i don't think as you get older you may be your body may become more tired more older which is what may stop you but otherwise um i don't see how that can affect you you may be able to not do as much rajasic action because your body's older tamasic doesn't matter what age you are <laughs> and uh sattvic, i think whatever sattvic is in you will manifest at that time in the morning
1: As an example, um, teenagers and young adults, Mm. you would think that the majority, correct me if I'm wrong, may be unable to be up between four and six because relatively um, they've got more going on Mm -hmm. that would not enable them to get to bed early. So they're actually sleeping
0: through the subject time, full stop. But they don't know the benefit of the subject time. They don't understand this concept. That's why they're in the ashram. Everyone wakes up at four o'clock. The guy who's sixteen, seventeen, is he wakes up at four o'clock. It's another aspect to it, which I didn't cover, which I didn't think it was relevant. I didn't think it was necessary, but. Mahat, which means your environment helps you as well. In the family, if everyone is sattvic, wakes up at four o'clock, then everyone in that family will be forced to do that. Not necessarily because uh, they have sattvic qualities, because everyone else is doing it. If everyone wakes up at ten o'clock in the morning, and the person who has sattvic quality might even just say, you know what, let's follow stay in bed. Leader, so, so huh?
2: Follow
0: the leader, so, yeah. so the environment helps, like in the ashram, the guy may be lazy, But the environment is such that, (coughs) where were you at morning prayer this morning? Uh, 425, isn't it? We all go outside, line up, and we do a prayer before we sit down and study in our rooms. But it's not uh, um, compulsory. compulsory. You
1: feel the pressure to do it, don't you? Yeah.
2: Is time 4
0: to 6? Is it uh, flexible either way? or It's different to... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have to you have to it
2: specific that that sort of rule applies to all the humans? Or is it like different kinds of
0: different people? No, it's, that's the sort of law. Now, you personally may find that you wake up at 3.30 and, you know because you've slept at eight thirty, nine 9 o'clock in the morning, that you're getting into that sattvic stage. You might find that up to 6.30, you may still find that clarity is there. It's different for different people, but the, the, whatever sattvic, sattvic nature is in you will manifest at that time, between 4 and 6. Now, either way, you know here, there is the individual, you know, your capacity, how, how you are how rajasic you are you may be really rajasic then you know you can't you just your body's just mind just says come on that's that's enough get up let's start working let's doing this let's start doing that let us go to the gym whatever <laughs> <laughs> any other questions think about it this is a, this is a new concept but it's quite fascinating. You know, it allows you one to s- analyze their own personality and it gives you a direction to move up practical way. Hey, Mo. what are you gonna to do tonight?
2: <laughs>
0: well, will say, what's, going, what's wrong with you? Why are you going to bed nine? <laughs> you weren't in the class today. <laughs> You haven't heard the podcast. I have to go to bed at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> try it. You know, there's a guidance you have to try it. You have to experiment and. Yeah, but maybe one or two days it might uh, cause you a problem. Otherwise, your work, your work time doesn't change, does it?
1: It takes more effort, that's all. now. back again in the <laughs>